0: Howdy, everybody! Hope you all are doing well. I've been blessed by this occasion tonight, and for that matter, our, our services this morning as well. Very encouraging. Thankful for everyone that's here, um, and your presence is a blessing. Your your very presence here is encouraging, and I'm hoping that all of our our souls are being joined in, in this praise to God that we've been having, and it's it's uplifted me quite a bit. Uh, it's it's been edifying to my soul, but but damaging to my vocal cords. Uh, so if you guys hear a crack or anything during this. Uh, this hymn study we're going to be doing, and uh, I apologize in advance, but we're, you want to open up your hymn books to number 227, There's a Habitation. Uh, what we're doing, uh, if you're unfamiliar or uninitiated, uh, during singing night, usually we get, select a hymn and we go through it and we draw out the scriptural concepts that are within it for our study in place of a sermon, and, and that's just exactly what we're doing. Normally, uh, when I've been given charge of these hymn studies, I've been given the ability to kind of choose the hymn that that I wanted, and to be honest, before this I'd never even heard of this hymn. Uh, but I'm glad that that I I was initiated because I think it's absolutely beautiful. There's a lot of amazing things going on in the the hymn, uh, and it, it fits perfectly with our our VBS theme, Top encounters with God, because the focus is is on Mount Zion, which we just sang about. Beautiful crescendo of song set up to to kind of lead perfectly into this. And I really appreciate that and how that was coordinated. So the hymn number is 227. It's There's a Habitation. It was written by Love Humphreys Jameson back in the 1800s. It's called There's a Habitation. So what we're going to do in this VBS is, like, like I said, teasing the VBS, and this is kind of an unofficial kickoff, this word has been used, uh, to, to that VBS theme, Mountaintop Encounters with God. And again, this is about a, a specific mountain. In our VBS lessons, we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna be we're gonna be exposed to to just just a glimpse of God's awesome glory on Sinai. That's what we're gonna be doing on Monday. The, we're gonna we're gonna tremble with the Israelites at the foot of that mountain uh, and, and see the the awe of God there. We're gonna see Baal and his prophets put in their place and put to shame on Mount Carmel. And then finally on, on Wednesday we're gonna see the Lord ascend on the Mount of Olives. That's what's gonna happen on the VBS tonight though. We're going to be looking at Mount Zion. 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 7 tells us that there's a physical place called... That's in 2 Samuel 5 verse 7. That there is a physical place called Mount Zion. And that that's the city of David. It sets up on a mountain. That's the city of David. It's also known as what? Jerusalem. That's right. So there's a physical Mount Zion which is synonymous and essentially the same as Jerusalem. The city of David. And Jerusalem... Most of us know this it was a holy city and and people would come very far to come worship God there. Think about the eunuch in acts chapter eight he He traveled so long uh, that'd be essentially traveling cross country for us the same same sort of distance just to be in Jerusalem just to make it to Mount Zion. so it was a significant it was a place of significance then it was significant to him and it's very significant it's very important the physical location of Zion, but actually. That's not the Zion that we're talking about in the hymn study. What, what we're going to talk about is something It's actually even farther away. It's, it's actually immeasurably far from us physically. We can't, we can't reach it physically. Uh, what we see is the Zion that the eunuch actually discovered and learned about. And, and, and the spiritual Zion, the, 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 the heavenly Zion uh, in Acts chapter 8, that, that, that the eunuch discovered in, in Christ Jesus. That's what we're going to be talking about is the spiritual Zion. If you turn to Hebrews chapter 12 and in verse 22, we can hear about that spiritual and that heavenly Zion that's discussed in this hymn, in the chorus. It speaks of that destination that we're headed for as Christians and the citizenship that we have in God's kingdom. Hebrews 12, 22, we said, we said we're marching up to Zion. Well, we're marching to a spiritual Zion. We're taking spiritual steps up there. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion in Hebrews 12. Chapter 12, verse 22, and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in feastal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. And so, in the spirit of understanding, well, okay, we can can understand a physical mountain what that looks like, how high it can be, it can be measured. But the measurements of, of the spiritual Mount Zion are a little bit different, but we can see how high this mountain really goes if we look in the verses of this song actually. So let's 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 just look at the first verse of the song together. It says, "There's a habitation built by the living God for all of every nation who seek the grand abode." So in each verse, I want to highlight and underscore certain phrases that really stuck out to me that I think undergird the whole the whole principle that's being taught in the song. That phrase, built by the living God. So this habitation, first and foremost, Mount Zion, where, where we're told we're going to live on a mountain. It's pretty cool, we're going to live on a mountain. It, it's not like the homes that we have now. It, it's, it's never going to need any repair. It's never going to need any maintenance. It's never going to fall apart. It's not going to be subject to time and weathering. It's never going to cave in. And that's, why is that? That's because it has the greatest foundation that it could ever have. Because it was built by the greatest builder and the greatest architect that has ever been. And so what does that mean? Well, that means that Mount Zion is higher than anything that we have. That means that this city and that, that Mount Zion will rise above any earthly structure that we make. You know, you think about the seven wonders of the world. And, and one of those is that, that, that tower in Paris. You know, the Eiffel Tower. It's, it's immensely tall and it's amazing. I think we even have some brethren that may have seen it recently. Um, and, and it's impressive. It is. Um, But Zion will go even higher than that It's going to go higher than anything that we've ever constructed And it's going to be greater than any physical estate that we have here on earth What does that mean? That means that that the spiritual Mount Zion Is going to be greater than all of our possessions Than your car, than your job, your source of income Than than, than all the hobbies that we enjoy All the physical things that we enjoy doing Any sport, anything that we have concocted Or created, any man-made institution This is going to be greater it's going to be higher and it's going to be better. And, 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 with, and the only dimensions that it's going to have are the dimensions that God has set forth. And it's not going to have the trappings that these earthly things that we've created are going to have. No, it's not. It's not going to have any uneven corners or edges or, or broken parts or cracks in the foundation. It is going to be perfectly made and perfectly constructed, suited just for us. And so that's amazing. It's going to be higher. It's going to be better than any man-made anything. So all the things that you think of that bring you joy on this earth, Mount Zion is going to go higher, much, much higher than that. And that's where where we can stand. Now pay attention to this second verse. A city with foundations, firm as the eternal throne. No wars nor desolation shall ever move a stone. So the emphasis that I want to place, and I want to draw emphasis here, is no wars, no desolations. No wars and no desolations. Now, if you know anything about the history of of Jerusalem, that place had been subject to to many attacks, being a a holy city of of a nation in the times of the Old Testament. There's a lot of war going on, and eventually the walls were completely obliterated. They were completely obliterated in the Old Testament. It was laid to waste by the Babylonians. Nehemiah was a leader in the Old Testament times that that he he prayerfully helped to rebuild those walls, even though that it was a holy city and it was you know this was ordained to be built by God. It was still on earth and it was still broken by that struggle and that conflict that had happened there. And Nehemiah had to rebuild it, and sometimes in life we feel this way, don't we? You know we we belong to God. We're we're the we're, we're the temple today. We're we're the temple for the Holy Spirit today, and yet. Sometimes we feel like Jerusalem our walls have completely caved in and been destroyed. We're we're totally defenseless, we're broken. We we feel like we have no hope. That 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 we're just, we're just caved in. But here's the thing. On Mount Zion and in the heavenly Jerusalem, on the on the heavenly Zion, we're we're not going to ever feel that way again. We're never going to feel like the walls have come down. Because there's not going to be any war And there's not going to be any conflict that can ever touch something as high as the heavenly Zion. There will be no conflict that could ever reach us there. So all these things in our lives, familial shearing, difficulty with family members, trouble at work, conflicts therein, uh, the potential of of having someone mug you on the street or or terrorism, an idea of things like that. Thinking about... um, Going off to war, having to defend our borders. Those aren't gonna happen. Not even the slightest sense of, of argumentation with one another, not even the slightest sharing will ever enter our minds. We'll be in perfect unity and perfect harmony and perfect peace. We'll will be unreachable by any conflict, by any tension. We'll rise above it. There won't be there won't be wars. There won't be battles to be had. There won't be any planning in advance for potential enemies. There'll only be understanding. And there'll only be peace on that Zion. There's only going to be love. We'll rise above all those wars and those conflicts. Look at the third verse now. No night is there. No sorrow. No death. No decay. No yesterday. No tomorrow. But one eternal day. And for me, the part that stands out is the part that says there's no yesterday. And there's no tomorrow. So what so, so what, what's that mean for us today? Well, today, life is really, really high-paced, isn't it? The schedule is just jam-packed with stuff. And, and, and people almost, they, they wear that and they take pride in that. Like, oh man, we're just so busy. And, and, they, and they, they, kinda, they feel this sense of, of, of pride and accomplishment with having a full-packed schedule. And man, we checked everything off the to-do list today. And that's there's a sense where it's good to have a good work ethic and it's good to, to experience life and things like that. But it can wear us out, can't it? And it can leave us without time to, to focus on God and we can get distracted. Well, here's the thing. We're not going to be subject to time even in Zion. If you ever feel like you just need a second that you don't have. I know I've felt like that many times. I, I just need a second, but I can't. I've got to keep going right now. Then you know this feeling of... Even time itself wears on us. And it, and it shows, doesn't it? We, we try to escape the past, the guilt of our past sins. We, we're afraid to face the, the difficulties and the conflicts that tomorrow's going to bring. And for those of you that struggle with anxiety and things of that nature, you, you stress about those things, believe me, I know. And you run through a million scenarios in your mind of what's going to happen tomorrow, yesterday and tomorrow. They weigh on us and it shows. It shows on our faces it shows in our voices. It shows in our countenance. It can even it physically shows on us. And, and men, it even shows in our hairline. Okay, it happens. Um, and we're, we're we're stressed and we're hard pressed by this. Aging occurs, and 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 over the years we're 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 grinded down a little bit. And I understand that. But on Zion, it will not be so because we're going to even go higher than the passage of time. We're going to be above that stratosphere, so to speak. There's no yesterday there. There's no tomorrow. We're not going to have to look back on the past and be like, I wish it would have been different. I wish I could have changed that. A lot of us have these events in our lives that we're like, I wish it just could have been different. In Zion, that we won't feel that way. And we'll look forward to tomorrow. And we look forward to tomorrow here on this earth and we say, oh, if I don't do this, this, and this, then I failed. But it won't be so on Zion. Because we already know that we've succeeded. That we're sitting in the middle of that victory. That's what it's going to be on Zion. So we'll we'll transcend yesterday, the sins of our past, the difficulties, the trials that we face. We'll we'll transcend even uh, the idea of tomorrow, that there's something coming. There'll be nothing left for us but joy and victory. It's going to be amazing. We'll transcend even time on Mount Zion. We'll go even higher than time. And you think, man, we're pretty high up the mountain at this point, Cain. We went, we went higher than everything we've built on earth. We've went higher than all the wars and the conflicts on earth. And we've even transcended time on Mount Zion. How much higher can you even go than that? Well, I'll tell you. The, the, the fourth verse now. Within its pearly portals, angelic armies sing with glorified immortals the praises of its king. Glorified immortals. That's my emphasis. Glorified immortals. Who are the immortals? Who are the immortals that, that we're singing about there? Don't you know, Christians? That's us. That's us in the song. If you're faithful, that could be you come the end of time, a glorified immortal, no longer subject to death. That's where you can stand on Zion, immortal, higher than even death. Matthew 19:26. Matthew 19:26 if you're active in your Bible. Matthew 19:26, immune to death. Immune to death? Immortal? Unable to be killed? Unable to, to lose your life? Is that possible? With men it is. Matthew nineteen twenty six. Not on God's mountain. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You probably can't really fathom eternity, can you? You probably can't really fathom living forever. And so it seems difficult to believe. But that's because God is so much higher. And what he has promised is so much higher than everything that we have on this earth that it's difficult to comprehend. But if you see with spiritual eyes, it is possible. With man, it's impossible. It's true. Your soul on its own, you look at your soul and you say, this can't last. This can't take me into eternity. I'm not strong enough. You see, bro- you see breaks. You see cracks. You, imper- you see imperfections in yourself. Don't lie. I see that as well in myself. I see those things. And I think, man, there's no way I could get me to eternity. Well, that's good. That's the first step to realizing that you need Jesus because that's what he does. He showed us that first Corinthians 15 as well. First Corinthians 15 and verse 20. In fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. 21 for as by a man came death by a man has come. Also, the resurrection of the dead for as in Adam all die. So also in Christ shall all be made alive. Drop down to verse 55. Death is swallowed up. In victory, Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So to the one who has no hope of overcoming all these things, you you look up to the mountain of Zion and you say, I could never reach that height. I could never climb that mountain. It's much higher than Everest. In fact, it's much higher than, than anything that I could possibly fathom. It, I don't understand how I can reach it. You can reach it. But only with God is that made possible. And i got to ask, when we sing number twenty two twenty there is a habitation. Where's your habitation going to be? Are you on your way to Zion? Are you lost in the valley somewhere, staring up at the mountain like I can't make it? Are you following the shepherd? Because He can take His sheep up the mountain. He can. You can give your life to Him. But you have to die to your sin in the waters of baptism. You can be raised higher than all these things. Higher than anything we have on earth. All these earthly institutions. Any war. Any conflict. Small or large. Little spats at home all the way to, to, the, to the national conflicts that are going on today. You can go higher than that. The passage of time. The fear of, of old age and the encroaching, creaking of joints. You can, you can go past that. Even higher than death, even higher than the grave, you can go there. If we'll remain faithful, Christians, we already have that promise. That that's where we're headed, that that's where we're going. That we will make it to the top of the mountain. And that when we do, it is going to be beautiful. It is going to be beautiful. It is going to be absolutely immaculate. And what is so awesome? What is so awesome about a mountain? That what, why, why is it so great? Why, why, why do we think it's so cool when we look at one? Because it goes so high it, it, it goes so high and when you get up there you can look down and you can see, look at all that way that I came and it feels amazing. We often describe our describe our lives as being hills and valleys and they are we dip down for a while we feel you know down and out and then we stand on the hill and, and we feel excited and blessed and happy and we're back in the valley again. But at the end of the path is Zion. Don't stay in the valley. Keep going. It's the greatest height that one could reach. The angels and the saints will sing together there for all eternity to glorify the king. I've got to ask you. Are you headed there? Do you want to rise above all these things? Or do you want to stand in the valley? Now's your opportunity. This is that fork in the road. Let's head to Zion together. All you've got to do is come forward. I'll be right over here as we stand and as we sing.